I've worked with hundreds of women entrepreneurs to help them market their businesses. Behind their businesses, they all have stories to tell. Whether it's battling mommy guilt, starting a business after being fired from a six-figure job, or realizing they needed to pivot and forge an uncharted path, they've all experienced something on their journey to success. I'm one of these women too, and I'm here to share our stories on Bright Girls in Business. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's another Wednesday and we are back with the Bright Girls in Business show. I am Chanel Yarber, the bright girl and the host and the curator of the show. And today I have the distinct pleasure of talking with a good friend of mine that we met, ooh, about four years ago. Longer than that, maybe like six. Six? Yeah, it's been that what long. Was it? Oh, yeah, you're yeah, right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I forget, like, I, I like skip over the two years. You're right. Mm-hmm. So we met about six or seven. Yeah. Oh, God. Years ago. Yeah. Um, and we don't talk about that because I, in my mind, I have a way that I remember that we met. But I don't know that that's how we really met. So we're <laughs> going to talk about that a little bit as we get into this. Mm-hmm. But my guest today is Miss Mia Francis Poulin. And words are her jam. Okay. She is a conversion copywriter, native New Orleanian, Mm -hmm. and parks and rec enthusiast. Yes. (laughs) Mia, along with her team of dedicated copywriters and content strategists, help online business owners to find the right words to market their products confidently and without the sleeves. She's the CEO and copywriter-in-chief of The Copy House, the one-stop flat-rate copywriting subscription for businesses that want to make their market they want to market their message authentically, ethically, and profitably. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> her mission in life is to be an active member of her community by continuing to fight the injustices against people of color and raising awareness about homelessness to help end the vicious cycle. Her motto is, in order to be a true leader, you must be an example, not by words, but by actions. And Mia lives by that. We're going to talk today about her journey, her her life's work, and her being a mompreneur, and she is absolutely fabulous at it. I, I watch her, and I feel like she's like Superwoman and has at least eight hands, because I don't know how she does it all, so welcome, Mia. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to come and be in community with you, and so I'm so glad to be here. Yes, I'm I'm just like, when I walked in and I saw you, I was just like, oh, I get all the feels. I'm just like <laughs> so excited and so happy to see you. I remember, okay, so going back to us meeting, mm-hmm. you were working at the time at like an insurance company or yeah. something. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And... Was, how did we meet? Was it on? It was. I always think I meet everybody on LinkedIn, and I don't yeah. know if that was it. How did no, we? No, we actually met through my mom. The most bizarre thing what? ever. Yes, and I don't even know. <laughs> I, well, and it's so funny because I don't think my mom even remembers that she introduced us. But I was working in marketing for an insurance company, and we just. My mom was like, "Hey, Chanel does marketing too. You should know her because I have I have like five friends in the entire planet. That's fine. So, so she was like, you." 
should you should know her. You should you should be in community with her. And so I was like, okay. And then I reached out, and next I know we're having lunch, and after yeah. that, just all these years later, we went to like La Madeline yes. and had lunch, and kikied and talked about crazy corporate life and mm-hmm. all that other good stuff. And then I looked up, and you had launched out, and was like, peace out. I'm starting my own thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like next thing I knew to my to me as well. <laughs> yeah, it was like real quick. I'm like, oh, come on, me. Like, I was excited because I remember us talking and how you were like, I don't know if this is. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of, um, how do you say? Everything I think shows on my face. So it's very difficult. Listen, <laughs> it's very it's very difficult for me to be in these corporate situations sometimes because I'll be at a table and all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm getting pulled in a room like, Mia, you've really got to temper your face like you know you look so angry all the time I'm like oh I look angry huh okay no it's really I just think your idea is stupid but you know it's fine um so that was me so that's funny that's funny so all right I want to cut straight to the chase yeah because there's this whole idea um that I hear a lot circulating around women women entrepreneurs just women you know in general professional women about women and can they have it all? Mm. And so I want to ask you, do you think, can, can women have it all? I think that women can have it all, but maybe not all at the same time, all the time. Okay. Yeah. I think that, so for me, having it all means that I'm able to be a very present mom. I'm able to make all the money that I want to make, right? And that I'm able to design my day how I want to design it. That's having it all for me. And, you know, have times for lots of, lots of good times with my husband. Come that. on, good times. <laughs> but being real, if we want to be real, let's be real. Um, and so for me, my non-negotiable is being a present mom for my kiddos. I have three of them now. I had a baby three months ago, Ooh. which is like crazy. Um, and Anytime my kids need me, if it's they need a hug or they want to show me their new Hot Wheel or the, the the little one she just wants to be held, I want to be able to do those things. And so a lot of times I'll go to client meetings and I have a baby strapped on my chest or I'll have a client meeting and my, my four-year-old will come in and you know want a hug. And that's me having it all in that sense. And that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, I wasn't going to be able to get that in my corporate world. Oh no. I had to leave. And even with COVID and people like working, you know, the, to me, the panopticism of people using like mouse jigglers cause they're tracking your mouse yeah. clicks. Like that's just yeah. way too much. Ridiculous. For me. Way too much for me. And so where it, it seems like I can have it all, but maybe not all the same time is that I may be a present mom. I may be able to make all the money that I want to make, but that means I have to make some sacrifices on how my day is designed. And I have a negotiation that I do with myself on, okay, what, what, what concessions am I willing to make at this time? And I'm working towards my version of having it all. I see it. I see it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think we could have it all, just maybe not all at the same time in the same moment. So I like the fact that you said you can see it because yeah. I'm the type of person that believes if you can see it, it's real. Yeah. If you can visualize something in your life, that means that it is real. It just has not manifested in 3D. Mm-hmm. We're not capable of imagining up things that are fake. That's why you see mm-hmm. movies and it's like sci-fi. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, like 
this was in a movie and yeah. you see it in real somebody imagined this up and it manifested itself in 3D. So if you can see yourself having it all, I'm I'm speaking into your life that yes, you can have it all. I receive it. And I watch you. I I mean, I'm saying this to you, but it's funny because I hear other people tell me, like, I watch you all the time. And I'm like, do you? Like, <laughs> do you? <laughs> Don't watch me. <laughs> watch something else. But I do, I pay attention to you. I pay attention to your journey. And I'm like, this girl is a badass. Like, <laughs> how in the, I would be balled up in a corner somewhere in a dark closet with like a weighted blanket over my face because I don't know how, like, and I'm not a mom. So I don't under, I don't know. That's way beyond me already as it is. I think it's something yeah. that maybe, maybe that instinct happens when you have kids. How does that work? How, how, yeah. how? <laughs> well, so first of all, I, I do have those days, some days where I'm literally with my weighted blanket in my closet. Cause my closet is my chill out spot. <laughs> um, but I don't stay there. Right. I, I don't I allow myself to feel whatever I'm feeling in that moment and I put a time limit on it. That's my trick. So um, that's what, something my therapist told me a long time ago is like, don't resist the feelings that you're having. Mm -hmm. Feel them, mm -hmm. but don't stay there. And so that but that's that's a whole nother topic. So for me, my my kids like being being a mom and and having a business my kids were the reason why I started my business. And I think a lot of people say that, but literally for me, my kids were the reason I started my business. I left my corporate job, literally just walked into my boss's office and was like, look, you got two options. Either I go or you allow me to work from home indefinitely. And this was pre-COVID. Mm. And so he was like, ooh, that's a conversation. And I was like, no, there's no conversation. Goodbye. And so I packed up all my stuff and I left. And the reason why I did that was because the week prior, my middle child, who was like six months, his femur was broken at daycare. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. And prior to that, there was a whole series of events where, you know, my eldest, he's medically fragile and um, he was rushed to the ER. He had a cardiac event. He was rushed to Children's Hospital and I rushed there and I'm standing in the ambulance, babe, waiting for the ambulance. I'm meeting, I beat the ambulance. That's how fast I was driving. I'm meeting the ambulance and I'm texting my boss. I'm like, hey, I can't make that meeting. Something's going on with Roe, da, da, da. And uh, he's like, oh, okay, cool. But um, where's that report you were going to get me? And I was just like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I'll log in after I'm done here, you know? And once my, that company that I was at, there was a, a change up and they wanted me to sign some documents. I was essentially giving them free reign over all intellectual property that would come from my brain, whether it was for their company or not. Um, or at least that's how I interpreted it mm -hmm. and my lawyer friends interpreted it. Um, I was, I'd already made the decision I was going to go, but my kid breaking his femur or having his femur broken was the catalyst. So when I say I literally started my business for my kids, I started my business for my kids and I've been building the plane on the way down. And so for me, there wasn't, it wasn't ever really an option in my brain to not have those four things that I wanted out of life, mm. you know, and for me, me having my business is the best way I can protect my kids and care for my kids and ensure that they have all the things that they need. And one of the things that they need is they need a mom who is able to be there and be present. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. I think a lot of times I watch women have to, or they think they have to choose. I'm going to say yeah. that. They think they have to like, 
put their kid aside or, you know, I have to keep this image or I have to keep this job or I have to keep whatever they think that they have to do. And they end up sacrificing the family, the kid, the marriage, the whatever, um, just to hold on to the career. Yeah. And it, it almost, because <laughs> I've walked away from, I've walked away from jobs too. My yeah. last job that I, before the one that I have now, I, I kind of did what you did. I walked yeah. in and was like, all right, bye. Yeah. It was a Friday morning and I was like, uh, let me type this email and leave this stuff on this desk. <laughs> this, this, this ain't, this ain't what y'all want. This, yeah. this is not going anywhere, anywhere fast. So I get that. But I see a lot of women that feel like they're trapped and they don't feel like they have agency over themselves. Like, what do, yeah. you, what do you tell women? I'm sure other women besides me come to you and like, Mia, how are you doing this? Or what are you doing? I'm sure. But what would you tell a woman that, you know, came to you yeah. like that? I mean, so for me, I have a belief that I'm 100% in control of my life and the decisions that I make. And if I t make a decision to do something or I, I make a decision not to do something or, you know, not making a decision is a decision, right? Mm -hmm. Then that's on me because... Like you said earlier, anything that is imaginable in this world is possible. And I believe that too, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so instead of placing the responsibility or replacing or placing the, the circumstances of my life on external forces or other people, I, I just claim the ownership that I get to create the life that I want. I get to have the things that I want. Just because other people have them, that doesn't mean that I can't have them either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, so. I'm very much of that same thought. Um, <laughs> my mom and I were talking about this maybe a couple weeks ago, and um, she was comparing me to something, somebody or something we were talking about. And I was like, if they got it, why can't I? Like, right. God is no respect to a person. I see that they have it. That doesn't mean, I, like, who are they? Mm -hmm. Who are they that, that they can have access to something that I can't? That's just the way that I think. And then from there, like you said, I build the parachute, figure it out. And mm -hmm. yes, I may bump my head along the way. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to give yourself those chances. And I've watched you do that over the years, like mm -hmm. fully live full out and give yourself chances to, to thrive. And it looks to me like you're doing it, even if yeah. you don't feel like you're doing it every day. <laughs> So it's so funny that you say this too. Cause like I so often am just kind of like, all right, I could be like, let's, let's put the pedal to the metal. Let's go. And I think that that's the Scorpio in me. Maybe like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm very much like a hundred percent in like full, full embodiment of whatever I'm doing. Um, but yeah, it's so, it's just really funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you are a full on person. You ain't a half-ass person. That's why you, that's why you here. I don't, I don't have half-ass people on my podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> All of that. So, okay. So you, you left corporate, you have the business, you have now three children. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't wait to see this little baby girl. I want to, I like, I, I'll show I'm you just, picture. I, yeah, like, I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, oh, gushy on the inside. Mm -hmm. So. You have three kids. You have the husband. How do you, how, like you got three balls that you're juggling. How do you balance it all? So it goes back to that point of me designing the day, designing the day how I want. And so there's a couple of things. One, I want to, I want to preface this by saying that I recognize that I come from a place of privilege when I say these things, because I do have a husband who is 
a thousand percent supportive of me. Like, in fact, the day before I left my job, I made the decision, okay, I'm leaving my job tomorrow. And I told my husband, I was like, Hey, I, I just, this doesn't feel right. And he was just like, just go, just leave. Like, You'll, you, are, you are amazing. You'll figure it out. So anyway, right. Come on, Steve. Um, so his name is Steve. So um, I recognize the point of privilege that I, that I do have a spouse, that I do have re- access to those resources to, to, to other supports, right? But for me, to go back to your question, it's about designing my day how I want it. Want it. And so for what that looks like is my calendar is literally blocked off. Family time, work time, and even within my work time, team time where I'm answering questions from my team or I'm working on lead gen or I'm working on on vision casting. And I, I compartmentalize a lot of things and I leave a lot of time for my family. So I only have two days out of the week and really it's only one. Like Tuesdays are my work days and like half a Monday. So only two and a half days that I'm actually working. Um, but it took me, we had our four year anniversary on the 1st of October and it's taken me all four years to get to the point where I'm able to do that. <laughs> do that. And so now it's, it's like I'm working because that's how I want my day to look. So I like that. I'm going to tell you the word that stuck out to me in that, that answer was compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand what that looks like. Um, and it took me a long time to get there, too. Just as an entrepreneur, I was so gung-ho. And like I said, I don't have family. I don't have a spouse. So my business was my everything. Yeah. And it bled over into so many other areas of my life. And I didn't realize it. Like, I had taken on the identity of my business. Mm. I had become the business. Yeah. And then when the business would be up, down, or sideways, it would affect me emotionally yeah because I hadn't learned how to compartmentalize and walk away like with a job okay yeah that's y'all thing like yeah y'all go ahead with that I'm going home but I couldn't figure out how to do that so I love the fact that you said you have your calendar block it's like this time is this Mm -hmm. I shut it down it's now it's focused on this I shut that down and I fold that up and put that in the corner until it's time for it again like yeah I think that's so important just in life in general Yeah. And I will say though, and I'm working on this because I care a lot about my business. And when I got team, right, everybody talks about, oh, go out and hire, go out and hire. What they don't tell you, or at least for me, because I'm a very empathetic person, I feel a lot of responsibility to my team members, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're, these are the people who are putting their faith in me and this thing that I literally just created out of my my brain, you know, like I just came (laughs) up with this out of my brain and they're like, yep, I'm, I'm, I feel it. I'm with you. And their livelihood, like it is a little bit on me, like, right. Everybody gets to make decisions. Everybody got to support themselves. But listen, they, they're expecting that paycheck to come Mm -hmm. from, the copy house, like that's what they're expecting. And so, you know, it is a lot of pressure to make sure that, that everything is on the up and up and just to, to make sure that, okay, are we hitting our growth goals? Right. Mm-hmm. That's pressure. Um, and I try not to, I try to not think about my business all the time but I think about my business all the time. Right. And I am working on shutting off my brain. So that way when I'm watching, you know, Minions with my four-year-old and he wants to sing the intro song, I'm singing the intro song with him and not thinking about, I need to finish up that email to, <laughs> or I need to, or I probably should reach out to so-and-so again that we talked to three months ago, you know? So that's that. I'm working on it. Just letting you know, I ain't a perfect person. Well, I don't think it, 
well, none of us <clears throat> this side of heaven are anyway. So I don't that's think true. I don't think that's the expectation, but I see a lot of women, and this is really why I wanted to bring you on. I see a lot of women. I've worked with women over the years. I mean, I've been in business 10 years, and most of my clients have been women and women of color. And I don't think we give ourselves permission enough. Yeah. Um, We don't give ourselves permission to succeed. We don't give ourselves permission to put up boundaries and say no. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't give ourselves permission to have it all, like we just talked about. We, We just, we don't give ourselves enough permission to to just be and succeed it's always a reason and when I've come in contact with mompreneurs other mompreneurs the kids are always the low-hanging fruit Mm -hmm. to put them up as the reason why oh I can't do this because of them I can't do that because of them Mm -hmm. and I like when you said what did you say my my kids are not my reason why I don't they're my reason why I do yeah and so I I felt like after hearing that so long, I couldn't be the person to say, ma'am, stop the bull. Like, <laughs> get off the bull because I don't have kids. So the first thing they come back to me and say is, you don't have children. You don't know what it's like. You don't have, ah. you know, and then it's defense. Yeah. But to see someone and reflect back like, yeah, I struggle. I do this and this is how I make it through. I think it's so important to, yeah. to demonstrate. So, you know, There's so many pieces to this, right? And the first thing that I had to realize, and I realized this back in corporate as I was trying to climb that corporate ladder, because for the longest time, it was Mia's going to be the CMO of some Fortune 500 company. She's going to be, you know, making $400,000 plus a year. She's going to be, you know, like that was the whole vision throughout college and, and, and beyond. And when I tried to climb up, I was met with such resistance, even though I know, and this is said without like, being pompous. I know that I'm smart and I know that I'm brilliant. Like mm-hmm. I know that I'm damn good at what I do, right? And I was when I would see the guy who didn't look like me, mm-hmm. we'll call him Steve. Okay. Even though that's my husband's name. No, that's short, yeah. <laughs> I had I had a guy in my in my corporate world, I called him Steve the Stealer because he always stole all my ideas. Like I if I that. Yes, I mentioned something <laughs> at the water cooler. Next thing I know, Steve is presenting it, you know, at the at the team meeting. But anyway. When I realized that the reason, part of the reason that I was meeting such resistance was because the powers that be did not want me to have the confidence to achieve those, those positions. And they wanted me to, to say to myself, who do I think I am to be in those roles? I realized that that's for like the whole of my existence, not just within this corporate space. And so when I would ask, when I would, you know, have that internalization of who do I think I am, I would say, well, I'm Mia Francis Poole and I'm, I'm badass writer. I'm, I'm, I'm gifted. I'm a child of God. You know, like I, that's who I am. So I had that realization. And then I realized that security is an illusion. illusion. Oh my God. Yes, it is. A lot of people like to say, and I think especially this COVID time has shown us how fragile these so-called secure companies are, that secure paycheck. It's so easy for all of us to be one day away from losing that paycheck, no matter how good it is, right? And so 
when I sat down and I realized that, I said, well, do I want to be making <laughs> making pennies on the CEO's dollar when I'm I'm just as brilliant? Like, I'm literally sitting here crafting whole campaigns that are bringing in millions, hundreds of millions mm-hmm. of dollars for these big companies. Why would I not do that for myself? Yes, ma'am. And create the, the world that I want for my children and for my legacy, not just my children, for their children and the children beyond them. I, I can change the way that I had to get to where I am, which was lots of debt. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Come on, Joe Biden. <laughs> Come on, Joe. What, what, like, you, what you doing, sir? Yes, like, thank you for that, like, 10, 20K, but come on. <sighs> I don't even get the 10, 20K. So, listen. Ugh, I, yeah, I feel you. But, you know, like, like, I had to do a lot of things that I don't want for my children or my legacy to have to do. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that there's so much information and, and maneuvering that the other percentages know that there's nothing preventing me from getting that information. Right, yeah. So when it comes to my kids, like you said, you know, my kids are my reason why, not my reason why not. And while it's sacrifice, not even sacrifice, I would say compromise. It's compromises that have to be made on so many different fronts, Right. At the end of the day, because I can visualize that future for us, and I know I, along with the grace of God, can make that happen, we, it may be uncomfortable, there may be compromises, but at the end of the day, the non-negotiables are the non-negotiables, and we're, we're going to get to that point Yeah, together. So, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So you talked about the baby and his leg and all yeah. that good stuff, and then the other baby and his... Yeah. His heart and yeah. like I remember watching you through that whole situation. I'm like, oh Lord, please help my friend. Please help my <laughs> friend, girl. I was and then COVID. Mm-hmm. That was a whole thing to navigate. How terrified I was during COVID. Those early days, like we all were. But I know, I know for you for sure. Like you mm-hmm. were literally managing lives. That yeah, yeah. So I kind of already brought out some of the challenges that you faced as a mom running a business. But what what would you say are some of those things and how do you get the gumption to overcome? Yeah. So, um, and I say these things because I got my children's permission to share these things, which people always ask. But um, so my eldest son, he was born at 27 weeks. And so he has a, a form of lung disease that that impacts a lot of his organ function. And he's also autistic. And um, my middle son is actually, was just recently diagnosed on the spectrum as well. And so I have two special needs kids (laughs) and a baby. (laughs) And I have to say, I get a lot of my inspiration from watching my older son, because Mm -hmm. even though he doesn't use mouth words to communicate, he communicates in so many other ways. And he is probably one of the most peaceful people on this planet that I've had the, that I've had the pleasure of meeting. And here's what I mean. When my eldest son comes home from school, which we're in school now, because thank the Lord. Joe said they won't know more COVID, okay? Oh, so <laughs> he's in school. But um, he, he'll come home, and his first thing that he does is he just goes outside. We have a, a big backyard at our house. He'll go outside and he just sits in the sun. 
And for the longest time, I was like, boy, you're going to get a sunburn or you're going to get bit by mosquito. But, but he's always done this. And he gets so incredibly still just sitting in the sun. And I really sat back and I watched him and I watched what he was doing. And he was just so in his body and in mm. stillness and in the moment where he's not thinking about all of the other external things, like even in the immediate future, right? And I want, I like every day try to be like him for like a few minutes at least, where I'm just still in the moment, just feel, just in pure sensory, right? And that's what, those moments are like, honestly, they're, that's my medicine. Like, that's like, that's a shot of, of some Prozac right there. Just like being in the moment for a minute there. So anyway, that, that's how I get through. That's how I. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think so many times, especially in America, mm-hmm. America, we move so fast. Yes. Everything is about money, 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 money. Mm-hmm. Get this done. Move here. Go there cut this person off and try it's all just chaotic and foolish and i think that if anybody lives in america and they don't suffer from anxiety they're an alien because how like right or they live like way in a rural place like where it's one road in and one road out and they don't even realize that the world is spinning so fast around them right so to hear you say that like grounding yourself and really just getting quiet because meditation has been my peace like it has been my I'm like I wake up or not wake up but get up from meditation just feeling so refreshed and like you said just in your in yourself like reconnected to yourself because we have all these things going on that's pulling us in so many different directions and so I I love the fact that you just said that and then the fact that a kid yeah is so intuitive to model something like that for an adult I think that's cool too yeah, I mean, but you're 100% right. Like, if it's the 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 rat race of, and you mentioned it earlier about the reason why a lot of women, they don't move on their dreams is because they're trying to catch on to that status. They're trying to retain that status. But at the end of the day, who are we in competition with? Like, the whole thing is made up. <laughs> it's all an illusion. Yeah. It's fake. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, let's calm down and, and yeah. live your life however that looks like for you, right? Not for this external, you know, I don't know. It's all, it's all made up. <laughs> so... That's the perfect transition because before we got on air, you revealed something to me that made me super excited, but it almost made me sad, but I'm super excited still. Yeah. yeah. So what made you, what prompted you or gave you the thought to move to Portugal? I know. First of all, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm like, excited for you. I'm now like, ah. Yes. Every day. Like that's my wind down thing is I go look at land in, in Portugal because we're going to buy a farm in the middle of nowhere and just be in the beauty of oh, lush, man. verdant, green land. Um, but what prompted me to move to Portugal? Well, um, we can turn on the news. <laughs> Hello. That's that's one thing. Um, you know, you know, God bless America and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. it's a very interesting place that we live. Very. Um, and two, we live in a very, very large planet. And I realized I hadn't seen hardly any of it. Same. I haven't seen hardly Same. any of it. Yeah. And... <laughs> For me, moving over to Europe, which I have a ton of friends who are who who live over in Europe, in Portugal, but also in France, south of France specifically, um, that 
I just realized, I was like, why am I, why do I feel that I have to stay in the, in, in the U.S.? And then I realized, well, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't feel like I need to stay in the U.S. Um, but then I, I was looking more into it. I was looking into expatriating as a concept probably for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, back when life looked a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was exploring it as a concept and I looked at a lot of places. I looked at Panama. I looked at uh, Germany. I looked at Italy. I looked at France and Portugal just felt like, like my spirit was just called to it. Mm. Um, And so we did a whole bunch of research. We're going on our scouting trip uh, in a few months and we're going to decide where we want to live. We're going to have our interview for our visas for the family and going to move over there. That is so yeah. exciting. That but, is yeah. so exciting. Like, I feel like I'm living vicariously through you because I, that's all I've been talking about is expatriating, like you said, for the past two years. And I've done a lot of research too. Yeah. But to know that you're like really, you like, what, six to nine months away? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we, this happened for real, for real. We sold our house. We've gotten rid of half of our possessions. Ugh. Like, yeah, it's it's happening. So one of my neighbors just moved to Vietnam uh, mm. Monday. I, I was coming back from my jog, and she was leaving, getting going, getting ready to go to the airport. So see you later, Michelle. I, w- I hugged her like 12 times. I know yes. she was like, this girl hugged me one more time. <laughs> but I, so I get attached to people, so I'm probably yes. going to hug you like 12 times before. Because I, I don't know if it. I'm going to see you again for the next nine months unless you have, you know, yes. like a going away something. Yes. But when I like people, I like them. So whatever, just you just going to have to deal with my hugs because she did too. I'll take it. But I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for anybody who gets out of here. So. Yeah. So before we wrap up I like to transition because I just like to have fun with people mm-hmm. and I always ask people five random questions okay I love random let's do all it. right okay so there is no right or wrong answer I always tell people that because you know people start thinking it's a quiz or something oh, it's, Lord. it's not that deep okay <laughs> so my first question is what is something that you have never been able to do well Ooh, whistle Oh, yeah. You know what? I used to be able to whistle when I was a kid. Mm-mm. And now, I don't know. I think my, my lips grew too big. Uh, and my four-year-old, he wants <laughs> he wants me to teach him how to whistle. And I'm like, baby, mama can't. Oh, I'm sorry. So okay. I show him videos on YouTube. Yeah, my mom <laughs> my mom whistles so good. Yeah. And I, I never got that one. Mm-mm. Okay. So my second question is, you're on a plane ride. I was going to say to Singapore. But now I'm going to say to Portugal. Yes. Because you will be doing that. Oh, yeah. God, you're leaving. Okay. So you're on a plane ride to Portugal. And how is it? What, about eight-hour flight? Uh, ten. Well, Ten-hour ten flight. Yeah. Okay. So you got a ten-hour flight to Portugal. You get to sit by whomever you want to for that ten hours. Mm. Who would you choose to sit by and talk to? Oh, my God. Um. Well, okay. This is going to probably sound cliche, but it would have to be Oprah. Just because I want to have conversations with that. I want my own Super Soul Sunday on oh, this plane. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that I probably, I would have to say that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Oprah or Michelle Obama. Because mm. that Michelle Obama is my, like, literal, like, I stand Michelle Obama. I love her. Yes. It was just their, what, 30th anniversary? It was. Two days ago? Yes. Had that picture on the, on on the, the beach. beach. Girl, <laughs> I'm like, come on. Like, come on. Yes. yes. I oh. just, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't get me started. Okay. Mm-hmm. So number three is, what is your all-time... Well, you told me. Nope, I can't give you that one because that was in your um, 
That was in your bio. Parks yeah. and Rec is your all-time favorite TV show. It is. It is. I've watched. I have watched from end to end probably about twenty times. Like it's really. If I put that on, that if I'm feeling anxious, I just go put on some Parks and Rec. Why? What? What? What is? The, it's hilarious. I may need, I've never watched it, so I oh, need to. Oh my goodness! Okay. If you like The Office and that kind of humor, okay, you you'd probably jive with Parks and Rec. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. Outside of that, that's that's TV, mm-hmm. movie. What's your all-time favorite movie? Anything for Salinas. <laughs> yes. So, let me tell you. <laughs> I got to laugh at that. So when I was in high school, I, so I took Spanish from third grade through college. Oh, wow. Through, yeah, junior year of college. So habla espanol, but mm-hmm. <laughs> not very good, okay? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, my high school, my third grade, Spanish teacher was the same teacher I had in high school. Oh, okay. When she would get tired of us, we would watch Selena. <laughs> like we knew, like we knew Miss Kula was not fooling with kids today. Yes. She Lord, rest in peace, Miss Kula. Miss Kula used to come to class. She'd have a cup, you know, on her desk. And it was vodka in that cup. Like <laughs> had to be. Oh no, we know it was vodka. Like we Damn. could smell the vodka. Like she would have her vodka. <laughs> be telling this lady business. <laughs> she done went to glory. But she <laughs> she would have her, her cup of vodka and she would put Selena on and we would bitty bitty bomb bomb through the whole class and I promise I done seen that movie at least 12 times yes. in her class alone. Yes. I mean so yeah, I have, my eldest is seven and so for the last seven years there's been nothing but kids movies so I do have my kids movie favorites. However when it comes to my favorite. It's Selena. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I love. And it's funny, too, because for the longest, I didn't c- connect in my head that Jennifer Lopez really wasn't Selena. <laughs> but really, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's Selena. That's Selena. Yes. No, that's Jennifer Lopez. So, okay. Number four. Do you have any weird superstitions? And if so, what? So, I'm from New Orleans. So, I'm oh. a very superstitious person. Um, so... For me, it, like anytime anybody like proclaims something, I I take heed to it. Like for instance, okay, so Thanksgiving 2014, I'm down in New Orleans with my dad. We go to Win Dixie, and I'm a lady Dixie, yes, a lady comes up to me in the aisle, and she I'm picking up a can of salt because we ran out of salt, and she goes. You need to be careful with that salt because you can't have too much salt when you're pregnant. And at first I was like, man, this lady calling me fat. And like, I was like, I was, cause I was looking good at the time. Like I, I had a, lost a whole bunch of weight. I was in the best shape of my life. Tell me why day after Thanksgiving, I'm in my daddy's house. I have a positive pregnancy test. That lady declared. <laughs> so you didn't know you were pregnant? I didn't know I was pregnant. No. Wow. Yes. Wow. So, like, I'm a very superstitious person. So, like, people, I feel like people have gifts. Mm-hmm. And they can they can foresee things. Mm-hmm. Clairvoyance, I, yes. I guess. So, yeah, that, that's me. I don't play with that. Yeah. Also, spirits. I don't play with spirits. Me neither. I'm not playing with no Ouija boards. That yeah, stuff no. is a portal. I'm okay. Good. Absolutely. It's a portal. And you're right. People, like, I, I definitely have a clairvoyant gift. I don't always tell people, but yeah. sometimes, like, not even sometimes, most of the time, I see a lot of the different things, and mm-hmm. I'm like, so people think I'm, I'm like, crazy sometimes. No. They're like, why you, like, why you do it? And I'm like, mm-mm. So, they be like, why you don't like so-and-so? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't no. like them. No. no. <laughs> and they're like, you, you can't tell. I don't like them. Yeah. Mm-mm. Listen. I'm telling you something right. Something right Yeah. <laughs> but listen, I believe there are angels. Mm-hmm. There are angels. There are demons. Oh, yeah. Okay? So, like... Both exist, so 
That's me. Well, look, we 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 cut from kind of the same. You're the third person from Southern Louisiana to be on my podcast in a row. Oh well, hey, it must be something in the water. It's something in the water, honey. (laughs) Maybe I need to go. I need to go visit my auntie. Okay. Fifth question, fifth and final. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? Um, so first thing that popped in my mind was I would probably dance around naked. <laughs> I do that and I'm visible. So <laughs> Just whatever. like free range. <laughs> whatever. I'd be in my apartment, window blinds. Oh Lord, I shouldn't say that. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, that, that's probably what I would do. But also I would probably go to like a lot of secret, like fortune 500 or banks or whatever and like just sit in on meetings to see like what's really going on like go sit in on congress mm. you know and just see what people are really saying so i like I that i would do i like that i'm a little nosy like that too and voyeuristic so i, I probably very would like, nosy yeah <laughs> like i'm all in everybody yeah, i business. need to know i need to know what's going on I, yeah. I need to know what's happening now i can keep a secret but i want to know the secret yeah so i need to i need to know what's where the angles are so. yeah that's good yeah i love it so, Mia, okay, we brought you on. We talked about being a mompreneur, all the things. Tell us about Copy House, what you do, how people can get in touch, what, all the razzle to the... Let me Before you get into that, you and I worked together mm-hmm. on a campaign for me. And I'm going to tell you, I've worked with many people. I got burned by a lot of people, too. <laughs> but I worked with many people. And that your process, I loved it. Because it Thank was simple. You. It was straightforward. It wasn't a whole bunch of BS. It was, it was just like, let me get this girl what she needs. Let me walk her through. And y'all really cared for what I was trying to do. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I want to say that first. So Thank you. if y'all need some copy written go to copy house go yes. ahead and tell, tell the people well first of all thank you for that because efficiency is like my, my husband makes fun of me so much time so many so much because i'm like this is an inefficient way to do things and he's just like you and your efficiencies but truly that's that's like key for me but at the copy house like you mentioned at the top of the of the show we're the one-stop flat rate copywriting and content writing subscription so the way I explain it to people who aren't in the marketing or copy world is that we write words that sell. And so anything from social media content to ads to YouTube descriptions to emails, websites, all of the all of the pieces that one would need for a business, we write them in our subscription. And so it's one flat rate, it's month to month, and essentially what you would do is you come into our subscription and you tell us what content you need. And so part of what makes the subscription so cool these days is that we're now a tech-enabled company, which I never thought I would say, (laughs) your girl's a tech founder, but we're a tech-enabled company. So we've built out our own proprietary dashboard that acts as a hub for you to facilitate all of those copy requests. So uh, you can communicate with the team within the hub. Uh, You can um, get, there's resources in the hub as well, all of the coursework that we've put together and all of the content that we put together. Cause you've seen some, you've seen some of my webinars and you've seen our trainings, like they're robust. Mm -hmm. And so it's basically your content hub to learn how to market better in your business. But we're writing custom content for you and for your business. So 
There's a lot of tools out there for getting copy written. You could go to an AI tool, like what do they call themselves now? Jasper. It was Jarvis, but oh, Jasper okay. AI, or you can go to um, have a copywriter themselves. You can get on their wait list and pay a good grip of money for that, mm-hmm. you know, or you could come to someone like us or come to us rather, and you would get custom content where all those other people use templates and you'll know that we're not just hired hands we're also content strategists so it's the best of both worlds i love it yes and you're right copy y'all don't realize how much words cost yeah i mean it's talent though so i love it because as a business owner myself i don't have time and i'm a good writer yeah like i mean not to toot my own horn you are I've been writing since I was like four. So yeah. I love I love the written word. Um, but as a business owner and as a CEO, you don't have time to be right. digging into the minutia of everything. And I find a lot of times that the reason, going back to your, what did you say? It, this is inefficient? Yeah. The reason a lot of businesses fail is because of those inefficiencies of mm-hmm. trying to do all the things. So people... Get get your copy. Get a copywriter. She gonna yeah. write the words that you can't come up with, and it's gonna sound all you know sparkly and and yeah. and make the people feel good on the inside and make yeah. them want to you know click the button to, to yeah. buy. So yeah, there you go. So what what's your website? How can people reach you? Yes, yeah, so you can reach us over at thecopyhouse.com, and that's H A U S set for house. So check us out. You can see all about the subscription. You can learn more about me and the team that we have behind the Copy House. And sign up if you're interested. So. I love it. Yeah. Well, Mia, thank you for coming. I get, I'm telling you, I'm about to hug you at least 10 times. I hugged you when you came in. So yes. I got to hug you like on the way to the car. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm, I got to give you, you know, let you know I'm not being a weirdo. I just, <laughs> I get attached to people. I really do. Like, when I really like people, I really like them. When I yes. don't, I'm like, eh, whatever. Look, it's really an honor. Like <laughs> I really like you. Yes. So, y'all, we will be back next week same time same place next week we will have two guests and i'm so so excited to bring on two people i look i'm i'm moving up in the world i'm getting like oprah girl i'm interviewing more than one person at a time so we will have on dr terilyn scott winful and we will also have on markeisha johnson we will be talking about how to be and why you should be fit and fabulous as a woman professional as a woman entrepreneur how to keep that body tight how to make sure that you are managing your stress it is um breast cancer awareness month so Mm. i have on my beautiful pink shirt today and it's also domestic violence awareness month and this is something that is near and dear to me and i want to bring bring it to light so we're going to talk about it tomorrow or not not tomorrow tomorrow thursday tomorrow is friday junior Anyway, we'll talk about it next week, next Wednesday, right here on the Bright Girls in Business podcast. Until next time, I'll see y'all later. Build a brand that grows your business. Let Bright Girl Media take the guesswork out of marketing your business. Our team is dedicated to helping you build a brand that is so powerful, it woos your ideal clients. We offer custom website development, email marketing, social media marketing, and more. With membership subscriptions as low as $39 per month, we have solutions for every budget. Let's create a plan of action to make sure your business wins. Visit us at brightgirl.media to learn how we can empower you to reach your goals.